0: Hey there it's Christina Rebellia with Western Water Market. I launched the market in early 2020 really as a tool and resource for Water rate buyers and sellers to connect. I knew that it would be an online platform with listings of buyers and sellers and the professionals needed for a successful transaction but I also knew and hoped that the market would evolve and and really again serve as that tool in a way that made the most sense for its users. And I'm just so excited to share and really honored uh, that Sela Irrigation District saw Western Water Market as a platform that could provide a really great opportunity for their district and patrons. And the way that they approached us and wanted to run this uh, was basically it's an online auction on Western Water Market. We finished up the first auction that was open to the patrons earlier this year, and we're just now launching and by the time this comes out, will likely be open, their surplus water to the public. This is a large quantity of water, both for sale and lease, and we've learned a lot. We're continuing to learn a lot, Um, and that's what this conversation's about today with Nathan Draper, the manager of SMID, and Dan Haller, their consultant from Aspect Consulting. So I hope you enjoy the show. If you have an interest in placing a bid on these water rights definitely visit westernwatermarket.com forward slash SMID and get those bids in before November 15th welcome back everyone to another episode of the western water market podcast i'm here today with nathan draper with the Cielamoxie irrigation district and dan haller from aspect consulting both of you welcome to the show
1: Thank you, Christina. Thanks, Christina.
0: Dan, we've had you on the show before, which which is a really fantastic episode. Um, but I'd I'd love to get a little bit more background, Nathan, on you and your role at the district, and then we'll introduce you again, Dan.
1: You bet. Uh, I've been the uh, Lamox Irrigation District Manager since 2012. I've actually spent approximately 24 years in the working uh, as a manager various irrigation districts. Um, and yeah, we're just uh, looking forward to run this auction and, and uh, see see what we can do.
0: Dan Haller, welcome back to the show. Can you share our new listeners a little bit more about yourself?
2: Thanks, Christina. Yeah, I'm Dan Haller. I'm an engineer and water rights specialist with Aspect Consulting. I've been working with uh, Selah Moxie Irrigation District since about 2015 on their water rights. And it's really cool to be uh, here today to talk about the auction.
0: Great to have you back. Thanks Dan. Nathan, I'm hoping you can share a little bit about the Sela Moxie Irrigation district with our listeners. a little bit about your service area, who your patrons are, maybe how many acres you serve and where you're located.
1: Yeah, you bet. So the Sila Moxie Irrigation district uh, became an irrigation district back in 1917. Uh, prior to that it operated as a canal company. Um, dating all the way back to the kind of very late 1800s. The canal was developed originally to provide water to the East Sela area. And then the canal was expanded later on to serve kind of the greater Yakima area, uh, east of Yakima City, essentially in the Terrace Heights area and all the way out to the city of Moxie. In the surrounding areas out there. Uh, As far as the irrigation district goes, we're we're comprised of just over 7,700 acres, and we irrigate a number of different crops from orchards, but it's primarily hops that that we're irrigating out in this area.
0: That's great. I, I think that SMID, your district, is probably one of the least talked about districts in the Yakima Basin, And I think it's for one very special reason, and that is because you have some of the most senior water rights in the basin. Can you just talk a little bit about those water rights that you have?
1: You bet. Um, Yeah. So we have a portfolio of water rights. Um, They're primarily senior water rights dating back as late as 1884. Uh, Going all the way up, uh, we have a water right that's from 1887. Um, all the way up to 1900. Um, and in addition to that, we do have a small amount, about 12% of our water rights portfolio is uh, junior water rights that date up to, to 1905.
0: Great, thanks, Nathan. So we're here today to talk about your recently formed water bank and some exciting auctions that SMID is, is running here with Western Water Market. I would just love to hear a little bit about what prompted you to uh, start this water bank and how, how did you seed the water bank? It's a 9,000 acre foot water bank. That's huge. Where did that, that surplus water come from?
1: So the district formed a 9,000 acre foot water bank out of a surplus water that was identified um, through water conservation practices, both on farm and throughout the irrigation district. Uh, in addition to, to other land use changes like, uh, you know, the development of residential housing subdivisions uh, and roadways. So the district really went through a, a long process to evaluate uh, the surplus water that it had available. And quite frankly, I mean, the district had known for a while that that we had some surplus water what we really needed to do is establish the story on how we got that surplus water, and so that's where Aspect Consulting really came in to help us out to tell that story. The main reason for forming a water bank, however, was primarily due to the district wanting to essentially constructing a water conservation program, which included, you know, canal lining. And piping throughout the entirety of the district's facilities. Uh, so we needed a funding source to get that. Uh, you know, grant funding is, is relatively limited, and uh, you know we have a large project that is estimated to cost in the range of about a hundred million dollars. And so uh, the district is hoping to utilize these revenues from this water bank to support those water conservation programs.
2: Adding on just a little bit to to Nathan's point here, Christina, I think I think where the district has succeeded where some others uh, maybe have struggled is they showed a lot of vision leading up to their creation of the water bank. And what I mean by that is, for the for fifteen to twenty years before we got to this point. They had been v- working very closely with their attorney, Halverson Northwest, to put water into trust as that conserved water came online. And so it was protected from relinquishment, and it was banked and ready uh, for this kind of last step, which was to really quantify it and, and, and create a formal water bank out of it.
0: Okay, that's great. We're going to be talking with Kelsey Collins from Department of Ecology on an upcoming episode here about the Trust Water Rates Program. Really fantastic tool. And here it is getting put to use with SMID's surplus water. Um, Can you share a little bit more about the uniqueness of this water bank, Dan? You've got a lot of experience with water banks across the state of Washington. What makes this one maybe different?
2: Yeah, what I would say is um, all water banks are really successful if they know who their customer base is. And so if you look at the majority of water banks in Washington, they're all designed to, most of them are designed to serve exempt well users, so the smallest of the small uses uh, in Washington. What makes SMID's bank different is it's a large block of water, 9,000 acre feet, and the district is making it available uh, to a wide group of users. Uh, It can be for agriculture. It can be for industry. It can be for domestic uses, for cities. uh, It can be leased. It can be purchased. And this is really the first time in Washington's history where uh, the user group can specify what they need the water for.
0: That's huge. That's really huge. Well, let's talk about how this water is being made available to the public and how SMID is, is starting to realize some of the benefits of that for um, generating funds for their, their capital improvement plan. Um, this is this is the good, exciting stuff. Pretty juicy here. We are really honored to be partnering with SMID on, on rolling out a few different auctions here. So we just wrapped up an auction for SMID here at Western Water Market. Um, that was open exclusively for its patrons to place bids for sale and lease. Nathan or Dan, would either of you be willing to talk a little bit about some of the outcomes of that auction?
1: Yeah, Christina. Like you said, we, we did make it available to landowners within the district primarily. Um, that, that was done on purpose just to ensure that all the water needs were met within the district itself. Um, so, so we weren't necessarily expecting a, a large turnout on our first auction, which is which essentially seems to be the case. Uh, but it was still successful nonetheless, and so uh, it was able to provide some revenue, and it was able to to I think you know grab a lot of attention within the region that this is going on, and so. That first round auction generated a lot of questions uh, for the district uh, from from area water users, not necessarily inside the district. And so, you know that that essentially moves on to you know identifying a real need even outside the district for some additional water.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think it's important to to note that in uh, in Washington law, before an irrigation district can divest itself of any assets, including water rights, they have to go through a surplus process. And that's really what this first irrigation auction was doing, was making sure all the existing district customers were met so that we could truly say that the remaining amount that the district was making available in this next auction was surplus to district member needs. uh, And then that revenue that's gonna be generated is gonna go right back into important district projects.
0: I wanna talk about pricing. And, and some of the the bids, we got a range of, of bids and offers, um, and there were a few that that fit the bill that um, SMID accepted. Can we talk about the values there?
1: Yeah, so we were we were pleasantly surprised with the values that came across. Uh, I guess just a little bit of background. Uh, the, the district had, had essentially had a previous transaction that, that was essentially based off of kind of an area, a number of other transactions in the area that have occurred. And so we were, we initially had a thought that, you know, values would be somewhere in the range of about 6,000 to $7,000 per acre foot, um. Uh, so, coming around to this this auction that we just completed, you know uh, the district was able to to essentially have those transactions done at nine thousand dollars per acre flood, which, which was a very good surprise. and And you know that's obviously what we like to see, especially when we're using those dollars to uh, to fund construction projects.
0: Yeah. I I was surprised to see that as well, just having worked in the Yakima Basin years ago. Um, but Dan, Dan, you weren't as surprised. Can you talk a little bit about kind of this pricing from your perspective and, and the value of, of these water rights in the Yakima basin?
2: Yeah, it's probably worth for the listeners just um clarifying that in in Washington, there's kind of two markets that we can we can um Think about one is the wholesale market and one is the retail market. So the wholesale market generally uh, refers to larger quantities of water in the tens to hundreds of acre feet or more. And the retail market is typically used for fractions of an acre foot, less than one, uh, that is used for exempt well mitigation. And there's there's wide differences between those prices. So in the retail market, the, the fractions of an acre, acre foot uh, if you add up all those fractions, uh, the current water banks are fetching in some cases $40,000 per acre foot or more. Whereas the wholesale market, the the bulk market, if you will, is more in line with, with what Nate, Nathan um, was indicating, six that six to $7,000 per acre foot. That being said, there's been gentle upward pressure on both of those markets over the last you know, five to ten years, and so it, it probably wasn't too surprising to see fetch, uh, prices fetching you know nine thousand or more dollars per acre foot, particularly since th- there 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 isn't really um an a water bank geared at um the wholesale market in the Yakima Basin right now. Um, as I said, most of those are around exempt wells, and if you need. Tens to hundreds of acre feet of water. You don't want to be paying forty thousand dollars per acre foot. Uh, so it's so even at nine thousand dollars per acre foot, if you can get that kind of bulk pricing, it still comes across as quite a deal.
0: That makes sense. Well, and I know and in this auction scenario, there's a specific amount of water that SMID is making available in these two different rounds, at least that we are hosting in twenty twenty two. And so there there is. Some competition there. I mean, there is a limited resource, albeit you know the original full water bank being nine thousand acre feet. Uh, and this upcoming uh, auction, I think, what there's just over five thousand acre feet available for lease, up to twenty years, I believe, under different terms. Um, but there is is that competition. If you have that small amount of water that you really need, uh, it makes sense that people are going to to be willing to pay more for it. It's, it's super valuable and opportunities like this are extremely rare. I've never seen, like you've expressed, Dan, uh, the amount of water that's available, the different terms that are available in the Yakima Basin, and certainly as accessible as we're making it through running these these auctions on Western Water Market.
2: Yeah, I think that the um, the exact quantities that we're talking about for this next auction are 382 acre-feet for sale and 5,950 acre-feet for lease. And as you can see, m- most of that water is in um, lease, lease options. And that was done deliberately. Um, the district is new to this whole topic of buying and selling and leasing water. And they still want to make sure they have enough water for their customers in case there are land use changes or crop changes or other things that might might happen. Uh, this was actually a condition of some of their permit authority when they set up their bank with the Department of Ecology. And so we're really interested in this second auction to see what kind of lease uh, offers get submitted because the only offers that we received in the first round were, were purchase price auctions.
0: Yeah, I'm super curious as well. Nathan, can you share a little bit about um, kind of what SMID and your board has been thinking some of maybe the questions or concerns about around running an auction like this, an online auction? Um, I had the chance to meet your board. They seem very pretty progressive, which is is great. But I'd be curious kind of what what has your internal thinking been on this?
1: Well, first of all, I'll say it's been great to work with with my board of directors. They have a, a great attitude towards problem solving, which is which is really great. So uh, it's it's been a, a great pleasure to work with them. Um, but as far as as far as conducting the auction, I think initially we were a little bit hesitant just because we weren't really familiar with that, and primarily just based upon you know state law. And being able to follow state law, and, and would we be able to accomplish that um, with regards to selling surplus property? And so, as we as we moved through that process, and obviously having legal advice and and that, um, you know, our board started to feel a little more comfortable with moving ahead in that direction. Um, and, and of course, the the other thing too is is that, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, was pricing. I mean, we we didn't, and and I think that's probably true even within the Yakima Basin. Is there just wasn't a really good feel for uh, pricing based upon the amount of water that we were looking to to essentially um, deal out, and so. Um, yeah, those were, those were some of the challenges and I think the auction, especially the first round auction really helped identify some of those questions and, and, uh, you know, we have some pretty good answers moving forward, even into the second round auction. So while it's been, it's been a a challenge, it's, you know, it's definitely a learning
2: experience. I think too, the, the benefit of the auction is it provides just an equal footing for everyone um you know the the district can provide the same level of messaging to anybody who wants the water you know we're not picking winners and losers or playing favorites at all everybody everybody has the same shot um to get their their bid and their voice heard here and at the end of the day the district still owes to its existing customers a responsibility to generate as much revenue as it can, which translates into more pipe, more canal lining, more projects that are in going to improve the reliability of supply for for the district members.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great innovative approach to to generate those funds for the district um, without hopefully having to increase assessments for for your patrons, Nathan. Yeah, I. I just feel like this process from Western water markets perspective has been a huge learning opportunity as well, but I love that we have this team here. So we have Nathan, um, with SMID, we have your attorney working on this. We have Dan Haller, your consultant as well. And like Dan mentioned, we've been able to craft uh really important communication tools that I think are helping make, uh, potential bidders really, uh, Feel like they are an equal footing, but have some inf- information uh, to respond to. So we have this frequently asked questions that we've put out both for round one and this this current uh, round two auction, and then you know a map of of potential feasibility for where these water rights can be transferred to. Uh, just a really simple process to submit bids online. I just think it's it's just a great package. Um, We also developed a marketing plan for the first um, auction, which included postcards that we sent to every patron of SMID. So they had that individual invite to participate. And now we have a different marketing strategy and plan for this one to reach the broader public. Um, Dan, could you talk a little bit actually about, or Nathan, who, who qualifies to participate in this this auction and where might those surplus water rates be transferred to?
1: Yeah, so so we're looking at this as being able to provide water to any property located downstream from our Pomona diversion, which is located just north of of Sela as the uh, Yakima River comes out of the uh, the Canyon, and so that that would be made available to anybody that could have access to water either through surface water, uh, the river, uh, or even SMID canals, uh, as well as groundwater that's in continuity with the river. And so that can stretch all the way down, obviously, the Yakima Basin itself, down to the Columbia River, and then extending even down into the Columbia River, uh, I I think just above uh, Bonneville Dam.
0: That's pretty incredible. This is just such a huge opportunity, not just for the Akma Basin, but for downstream uh, users or folks in need of of some pretty solid water here. Um, I'm I'm curious, you know, is there anything else that you two would like to share about this this process? Either the water bank that SMID has these auctions that have have been ran and currently running, which closes on November fifteenth. This one that's open to the public here. Anything that either of you would like to include? Well, Christina,
1: you you brought up a little bit of this earlier, and that's that's regarding the existing SMIB patrons and their assessment dollars. Um, yeah, uh, the entire goal of this is to continue to keep those assessments down um, and affordable, I, I should say, uh, because we're looking at, like I said, a hundred million you know dollar project in its entirety, and so. That essentially becomes unattainable for the size of district that we are. We're just relying upon assessment dollars alone. So this avenue of operating a water bank is essential to us accomplishing our goals,
2: and I'll just say i'm I'm just really excited to see what the bids look like. and um I know that the 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 district board's going to meet in december and and kind of take all of that in and and then um, hopefully you know solve a lot of problems for folks and um, and you know jump start their economic dreams and since all of these things all of these projects are generally going to be downstream then we even get to take some credit for the fact that you know, there's going to be some fish benefit you know, as the water flows down to those those new those new projects so um, i'm really hoping by year end we have a really great story to tell
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and, and we're, we're very excited to be to ha- really have the opportunity to, to help folks out that, that really need the water. Um, you know, so we know that there's a, a real need out there and, and we're happy to see how some proposals could, uh, could, you know, that we could really play a role in benefiting those, those projects as well.
0: Great. A huge, huge opportunity again. um, I know the inquiries are are rolling in. The auction opens October 1st. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll likely be just after that. And it closes on November 15th. So if you are interested in putting a bid in, visit westernwatermarket.com forward slash SMID. You'll find more about the auction there as well as the form to place a bid. Thank you both so much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to have you back after the board makes a decision in December on on the bids, and uh, we'll get some more some more takeaways. All right. Thank you both so much for your time today.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks for <laughs> seeing us.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Western Water Market Podcast. Now remember, water rights are complex, and nothing in these episodes are meant to be considered. Legal advice. To get the support that you need, visit westernwatermarket.com to search and work with a water right professional in your state.